This message was recorded live at Plantation Seventh-day Adventist Church in Plantation, Florida. Welcome to PlantationSDA.tv. Here you will find a diverse variety of Bible-based topics and conversations. God's master plan to inspire your mind, bring peace to your heart, and uplift your soul. May you be blessed and encouraged as you listen to God's Word. Happy Sabbath, everybody. Welcome to the house of the Lord, where we gather together as God's people and uh, worship together. We welcome those who are also joining us via or streaming on Facebook and also on YouTube. We are happy that you are worshiping with us here at the Plantation Church. We continue to pray for our educators and administrators in our school here at our, on our campus, but also uh, in our community and across the country. Because we know the kind of dangers that uh, schools are facing um, in this time. So, Plantation as a church, we've been refocusing or refocusing on our, our purpose, um, loving God, loving others, and making disciples. And we engage that in our discipleship process as we connect, go, serve, and go. And this quarter we have been serving, we have been serving. And last uh, Sunday was um, a mark of who we are and want to continue to be as a community of believers. We want to continue to reach out and serve our community and so on behalf of all the pastors or lead pastor, um, Abraham Rose, um, I call him Father Abraham, right? Um, and a term of endearment uh, for, for me and for him. And we have our very executive pastor, Pastor Jen. We are so grateful that as a church, as a pastoral staff, we have leaders um, as we do. And so we are grateful to Every, every leader, every member, this was a whole church, a, a corporate um, coming together to make the health fair such a blessing to the community. And I can tell you, I've heard many good things, and I experienced, I had a very good day, a very good day. So thank you to everyone who made it possible. This is just a, a brief uh, thank you, but um, Pastor Rose will, will, in his time, give us a greater, a greater thank you. All right, so today we are talking about being together, loving each other, and we are focusing on the theme, It Takes a Village. And today my sermon is entitled, Better Together. And it is based on uh, the words of the wise man in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verses 9 through 12, which I will now read in your hearing from the, um, the New International Version. Uh, listen to the words of the wise. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls, one can help the other up. But pity the one, anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if, if one lie down if, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep 
warm. The one who is alone may be over, uh, overpowered. Two can defend themselves. Here it is. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Here is the word of God for the people of God. Pray with the preacher. Loving God, we thank you for the affirmation in your words that two are better than one and we are meant for community. I pray as we reflect on this fact that your spirit will bring us together as one so we can grow together in you. I stand with the assurance that your spirit is upon me because you have anointed me to preach this word. So feed your sheep through me in Jesus' name. Amen. Better together. In 1968, the song, a song was released by Joan Baez, and it's entitled, No Man is an Island. Here are the lyrics of the song. And man here is generic. No man is an island. No man stands alone. Each man's joy is joy to me. I hear someone repeating it. And each man's grief is my own. We need one another. So I will defend each man as my brother, each man as my friend. I saw people gather. I hear the music start. The song that they were singing is ringing in my heart. No man is an island. We out in the blue. We all look to the one above for strength to renew. When I help my brother, then I know that I plant a seed of friendship that will never die. No man is an island. No man stands alone. This song highlights the interconnectedness of human beings by contrasting a human with an island. And the message of the song is crystal absolutely clear. Here it is. Human beings are meant to be together, unlike islands which are isolated landmass. But even though we as, as human beings are meant to be together, how often as we found, have we found ourselves like islands in the blue? Find, or, find ourselves separated from each other like islands separated by the sea. This separation is often caused by two things, two issues, isolation and loneliness. Now, isolation is, it is a physical state of being separated from one, one another. It occurs when I isolate myself from someone or someone isolates themselves from me. That's isolation. But then there's also 
loneliness. It is the emotional state of feeling alone or separate from other people. It's deep within us. It, it, it pulls at our heart. It happens when there is a physical or an emotional break in our relationships. Isolation and loneliness. They are distinct experiences, but they have the same effect of separating us. Isolation and loneliness. For me, they, they, they flow into each other like seas that separate islands, creating a cycle of separation. And here's what happens in this, this cycle of separation. Loneliness feeds into isolation, and isolation feeds into loneliness, and there is a spiral of separation going around and around. Here's what I mean. Someone isolates, separates themselves from me, or I separate myself from others. And then this feeling of loneliness, this feeling of, of, of being alone, of being apart, develops within me. And then when this feeling of loneliness develops within me, then I isolate myself from others. This is a cycle of separation, this cycle of separation that occurs. Dividing the people of God who are meant to be together deep within us. These experiences of isolation and loneliness flow into each other like seas separating islands, and we who are meant to be together find ourselves separated. Separated by isolation, separated by loneliness. But thanks be to God, there is a wise man, some call him Kohelet, some call him Solomon. He penned some words which affirms the fundamental fact that as human beings, we aren't islands. We aren't meant to be out in the blue. We are meant to be in connection. We are meant to be dependent on each other. We are meant to be together. That's how God made us. And here the scripture in proverbial form points out this, this interconnectedness. Listen to the wise man. Listen to him. Two are better than one. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. Have you ever tried doing something on your own and then you failed? And then when you fail, you, you bring someone along with you and then here comes success. Here comes, it happens. Solomon is, is making the point it two is better than one. And he doesn't just state that emphatically. He gives us evidence. He gives us some scenarios for us to believe that what he's saying is really true. And, and, and the scenarios he, he, he portrays is context in the Mediterranean life journey. Which can be a perilous pathway. There weren't no any 95s, any 75s, any rest stops, any motels along the way. All you had were dusty roads, stones in the deserts. 
bushes and trees. Nowhere for a comfortable rest. And so it was a perilous, perilous journey to travel alone. And so here's what he says. To emphasize and to prove that two is better than one, he gives us three scenarios. Here's the first of them. If they're on a perilous journey and two are on the journey, if one falls, the other can pick up the other. But Solomon says, pity, pity the one. Sorrow belongs to the one who travels alone on this perilous pathway, falls down and has no one to pick them up. They become food for beasts. Solomon goes on. Perilous pathway it is. Imagine two together can provide warmth. In those dusty places out in the cold, two provides warmth for each other. But if one is out there, they are left to the cold. And then he comes again. Though two can defend themselves and may not be overpowered, one alone cannot defend themselves. But the point Solomon is making by these three scenarios is that we need each other. The point he's making is that we are better together. It doesn't matter what we are experiencing or what we are going through. We need each other. It doesn't matter what we are going through, Solomon says. If we are walking on this Christian pathway, there are times when we will make mistakes. There are times when we will fall. But we need someone to be with us, to pray us up, lift us up in prayer. To carry us on, to be there in presence, to, to give us a hug, to give us a shake hand, to, to let us know we are not alone. Solomon is emphasizing the point, we are better together. Don't live life alone, Solomon says. It's futile, it is vanity, it is vain, because we are better together. Don't experience a call alone. Experience the warmth of company. As I mentioned earlier, when the cold hands of grief gripped me, coming in from last year with my grandmother's death, and this year with my sister's death, this church provided the warmth that I needed. This church surrounded phone calls, visits, prayers, this church was there. And I'm telling you, I couldn't have made it. I wouldn't be here with the strength I had if, if I have, if I was walking and experiencing this grief alone. But thank God I have a community who was there providing the warmth I need. And I'm affirmed in this belief that we are better together. We are better together. There are vulnerable folks among us who need our defense. Some people don't have the voice, the resources to stand up for themselves. But Solomon says, if two walk together and they are attacked, the other can defend the other. We are here to stand up for each other. When one is down, one is up there to lift up the other. 
If one is broke, one is there to help provide for the other. We are better together, and that's what Solomon wants us to understand. We are better together. No doubting that. And so Solomon is, in, in these three scenarios, he is comparing the experience of one person on a journey to two people on a journey. One person, he says, won't make it. Because if he falls or if she falls, there's no one to lift up. If they're in the cold, there's no one to provide warmth. If there's an attack, there's no defense. But Solomon says, in the company of two, if one falls, there's a hand to lift up. If one is cold, there is a body to provide warmth for the other. If there's an attack, the other is there for defense. We are simply better together. That's the message Solomon has for us. And that's what we ought to live into as a community of faith. But some people might say, Pastor, you are talking about being together in community. But I'm in the midst of all these people and I still feel lonely. I still don't feel a sense of connection to others. And the others who say, well, you know, I'm kind of a loner. Uh, I, I'm fi- I don't have any problems being alone. I like to be alone. Uh, and I get that. I get that you can like to be alone. It, it depends on your personality, probably an introvert. But the fundamental fact is, it doesn't matter what excuses we give, God created us to be in community. And until we are living in community, until we are together as we ought to be, we can be better together. As I said earlier, isolation. Isolation occurs when one person isolates themselves from others or others are being isolated from, are being isolated by others. Now, though we were created for community, we can't control those who say, I don't want to be a part of this. Those who want to isolate themselves, we can't control that. But we can control what we do, right? We can control not isolating ourselves from others, saying, I don't want to be there. We can change that because isolation is a choice. Whether or not you isolate yourself from someone, that's a choice. Or someone isolates themselves from you, that is a choice. The point is, we don't have to be isolated. We don't have to experience the separation from each other. We can come together because we are better together. God created us to be, to be together, and when we are together, we are definitely better together. I mentioned loneliness. The reality is, sometimes we can't control how we feel. It's difficult to control emotions. And sometimes when they onset, it's hard for us to, 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 to control them. But when they come, we can change them. Here's what I mean. If there's someone who feels lonely, don't stay in your loneliness. Don't sit there. Because this is what happens. When you are lonely, you isolate yourself from others. And when you are in isolation, anything can happen. Here's why. Because in isolation, in physical separation from others, with a sense of aloneness, two beasts come at you. Anxiety and depression. 
And when they feed on your emotional state, anything can happen when you're alone. Anything can happen when you feel lonely and you pull back from others. Anxiety comes in. Depression comes in. And like beasts, they feed on you. And you don't have the strength alone to deal with these emotions, to deal with the challenges, the, the weight and the burden of anxiety and emotion. And so you need to reach out to someone. Don't do it alone. Don't bear the burden alone. Whatever you are going through, reach out. Your pastors are here. Your elders are here. Professional help is there. Reach out because together we are better together. Don't isolate yourselves. Don't live in your loneliness alone. Don't live in this cycle of separation. Loneliness feeding into isolation. Isolation feeding into loneliness. And here we are standing as if out in the blue as if we are an island. No, we are not islands. We are God's people. We are a part of the body of God meant to be together in loving relationships. And so, the reality is, sometimes when people feel as if they are being isolated by others, it's not intentional. Let me just put that out there. If it feels as if sometimes people are isolating themselves from you, sometimes it's not intentional, it's just that people are unaware of what they are doing. And so there's someone out there who feels as if the church, the church, the church collectively has hurt you, has set you aside, has pushed you out. Maybe there's some misunderstanding. Maybe it's legitimate. But the point I'm making is you can't walk and shouldn't walk this Christian role alone because we are meant to be together. So come back. Come back. If in this moment you are in this sanctuary, sitting there listening to me, you're online, and you feel a sense of loneliness, don't live in that loneliness alone. Reach out to a friend, a family member, someone who can be there to pray you up, to support you, take you on a walk so you can experience the blessings of nature. Do not live in these states alone. It's dangerous. And that's why Solomon says, two are better than one. We were meant to be together. But Solomon said something that I want to Reel in, and then I'm going to shut up and sit down. Solomon says this. Now, now Solomon, throughout most of the text, Solomon is saying two is better than one. He begins the, the, this, this, this passage in proverbial form. Two is better than one, and he ends it in proverbial form. A three-strand three cord is not quickly broken. Solomon moves from where two is better than one to now talking about a three-strand cord. The point Solomon is making is that if two is better than one, how much more better is, two, is, is three than two? Here's the point I'm making. Solomon is lifting up before us a three-strand cord as the ultimate symbol of the bond that we share. He's lifting up his three-thrown cord. Now, now what, why this three-thrown cord? And I thought to myself, is this the reason, Elenic, that we have Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? Unbroken unity, shared divinity. Huh? 
Can it be that this, 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 this three-trunk cord is a symbol of what the church, of what we as God's people need to be? Can I just, in a moment, tell you about some three-trunk cords and then take my seat? Now, now the first three-trunk cord I want to talk to you about, and my, my tongue is tying up right here, Elenik. Uh, the first cord of three strands is my family, is your family. Here's what I mean. The parents are one strand. The children are one strand. And God is the third strand. And when these strands come together, the family is better together. Families can come together by themselves. But then you find um, quarrels and mischief and malice. But when God is in the mix, when the parent is a strand, the children is a strand, and God in the, is a third strand, the family is better together. Bring God at the center of your family. The church, Elder Angela, is a three-strand cord. Here's what I mean. Pastor Mike, you are a strand. I am a strand. And God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, is here as a third strand. When we come together as a community of faith, you, me together, and God in the middle of it, we are a, we are a church that is better together. Solomon is saying three is better than two. If, if, if you think two is better than one, then you need to check out when three is better than two. And that three is better than two is when God is in the mix. Last week as a church, as a pastor of this church, I experienced something powerful, powerful, powerful. I was sitting down and I got a top of my shoulders. Shoulder. One of my elders came and said to me, Pastor, come with me. We go into the office. We need to pray for a few young men. And I sat in that office, and I listened as elders. Two of our young men were moving on, were moving on to school. And our elders sat, prayed, and talked to those young men as if they were their own sons. And I was touched, and I was moved by that. And we prayed over them, and we sent them off. And one elder said, listen, if anything goes wrong, come back home. Come back home because here is where you belong. That's what I'm talking about. Together, we are better together as a church. That's what church ought to be. Better together. They, they, they told us, young men, we'll be praying for you. Call us, we'll call you. Stay connected. That's what this is about. Walking together, being together. That's what this life is about. But then we have the family as a three-strand cord. We have the church as a three-strand cord. But then we also have society as a three. What do you mean, pastor? Society? Yes, here's what I mean. The church is one strand. The community is one strand. And when God is in the mix of that strand, we have a powerful society. You didn't get that. When the church unites with the community under the banner of Jesus Christ, we can be powerful. Okay, let me tell you what I mean. Last week, I was in Plantation Central Park, and there were some people from a church named Plantation Seventh-day Adventist Church. And these people came out with a message of the gospel shared through the, the, the eight principles of health. 
people from all walks of life came. Some people who weren't even belonging to our church volunteered at the health fair. People from other churches came and volunteered. I was there and a young man came and said, how can I put up a booth? How can I get involved? People were blessed by the health fair. When the church under the power of God, reaches out to the community, or society is better. I'm telling you, the, the, the society, the, the state of society has a lot to do with the state of the church. If we as a church aren't leading the, the charge, moving the community, we can't be better together. But when the church, under the power of God, engages the community, we have a society that is strong and is hard to break. And so as a church, we ought to be engaged, connected daily with God and with our community. Because in that way, we are better together. Better together. We shouldn't allow isolation and loneliness to keep us in the cycle of separation. Loneliness feeding into isolation and isolation feeding into loneliness. And we are kept in this cycle of separation and we are, we are kept apart from each other. That's not what God created us to be. We are created to be together because together we are better together. Now I can't tell you that I, and you know already, I don't have Pastor Jen's alto and her soprano. I don't have Pastor Rose's sweet tenor and, and, and boasty baritone. So I don't sing. But I like to read the words of a song by the Gaither Band. And the title of the song is Better Together. Listen to the words. Uh, I'm not going to take that temptation, man. <laughs> we are better together, man. So you come sing with me and I'll sing it. <laughs> here, here are the words of the song. Better together, stronger each day, better together in every way. Different people, but so much the same. Sisters and brothers from every land, loving each other, we reach out our hands. Divided we fall, united we stand. We're better together, so much better together. Nothing can defeat us, nothing comes between us. We are walking side by side, together one voice, together one name, lifted high. We are better together. We are better together. We are better together. We are better together. So much better together. I don't know how else to say it, brothers and sisters. We are better together. And here's why I say this. As the praise team comes. I remember as an early teen when I met my father and I was building this relationship with him because I had known him, I had met him. I was building this relationship with my father. Met him for a few years, started visiting him and building this relationship. And uh, I was supposed to, the last time I saw him was at his birthday party. And that's the first time he said to me, I love you. The last time I saw him, about two weeks after, I was supposed to see him again. But he was playing football when he got shot. And he died. And Nick, I felt so betrayed. Just 
when that missing piece in my life was coming together, he just disappeared again. Death took him away. And grief, the cold hands of grief and death took a hold of me. And then what? I started isolating myself from others. My friends, we, you know, we would go to games or we'd go to parties. And I would be there and a song would come on. And I isolate myself, pull back in the dark, and I cry because I'm missing my father. Nothing became joy to me. I was in the midst of football games and I felt alone. I was in the midst of parties surrounded by people and I still felt lonely. And I started isolating myself from others. I was caught up in the cycle of separation. Just feeling as if I don't belong anywhere. I had no sense of belonging. But then, I came to church. But then I came to church. And God gave me hope for my grief. He gave me beauty for ashes. He started filling that emptiness inside me with church fathers and church mothers, church brothers and church sisters. And then again, I felt connected. I felt as if I belonged. Because in that relationship with God as a third strand, I felt we were better together. That's what we were meant to be, brothers and sisters. Better together. Don't do this alone. I'm telling you, don't try it. Don't try doing life alone. I'm not saying if you're single, you have to get married. I'm just saying, just don't do it alone. Get a friend. Stay in community with others. Whether it's friendship, partnership, companionship, business, I don't know what it is. Whatever ship you have to be on, get on the ship. Don't do it alone. Don't, don't do it alone. Because the moment you feel isolated or others are isolating you and you get into this space of loneliness and you're alone, when you're in that dark place, the beasts of depression and anxiety come in and they feed on you. And in that place alone and loneliness, you do things that you wouldn't have thought you'd have, you, 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 you surprise yourself, the thoughts that come to your mind and the things that you do being alone without support. Beloved, beloved, we were meant to be together. So let us break the cycle of separation. Let us not isolate others. Let us not isolate ourselves from others. Let us not remain in this state of, this emotional state of brokenness and loneliness. Let us reach out to others for a prayer, a friend, a walk, a, a talk, a, a game or something. Reach out. Because we were meant to be together. And together, we are better together. Please stand with us as we sing our closing song, I Need You to Survive.
If there is anyone out there, whether in the congregation or online, and somehow you have separated yourself from this church or any other church because you felt isolated, I sincerely want to apologize for you feeling that sense of isolation, whether it is perceived to be true or not. I want to apologize for that experience of isolation. Here's why. I need you to survive. We need you to survive. We are better together. And if you're out there and that has been your experience where you felt isolated by the church somehow, please come back. Come, come home. Don't do it alone. Come home, please. Come home because we're here for you. Come home. And here's what I'm going to say to us. We don't want to hurt anyone, harm anyone with, with the words from our mouth, as the song says. And so here's what I'm asking of us. Let us season our words and our actions with grace so that there's less room for our, our, our actions and, and words to be misinterpreted as being isolating. But then you might be in this congregation right now, standing in the midst of people, but deep within you, you are feeling lonely. See me afterwards, see Pastor Rose, see Pastor Jen, see somebody. Don't stay in that dark place. Don't do it. Don't do it. Talk with one of us. We want to connect you in community. Talk with one of us. We don't want to be there alone because we are better together. So whatever the situation, in isolation or loneliness, we want to break that cycle of separation. We want to break that cycle. So if you want to break that cycle, you can text 954-388-8780. We are here to connect you, to pray with you, to support you any way, anyhow, that you can be who you ought to be, a part of the three-strand cord, a part of the family of God, a part of a secure, functioning family, a part of a society that is functional. That's what we want to do. So reach out to us. Talk to one of your or pastors or elders because we are better together. So let us pray now together. Loving God, in the beginning you created us to be together. But there is a cycle of separation that we have been caught up in. Loneliness feeding into isolation. Isolation feeding into loneliness. And breaking the bonds that bind us together. But in the name of Jesus Christ, I'm praying right now that someone who is feeling isolated or someone who feels lonely will know that they don't have to be alone on this life journey. We are here to be there with them because we are better together. Help us, God, to reach out to someone in our moments of need or to reach out to someone in their moments of need that we can be together, the family of God. This we pray in the name of the God who is three in one, the strongest Street, three strand three strand core there is Father Son and Holy Spirit Creator Redeemer and Sustainer that the people of God say Amen Amen This podcast was brought to you by Plantation Seven Day Adventist Church a Christ-centered congregation dedicated to spreading the good news of God's love through sermons 
deeper dive conversations, and much more. If you would like to listen to more life lessons and inspirational content, please visit us at plantationsda.tv.